This is a Vision Australia radio podcast. Well, it's been a little while since we've caught up on David on this program, even though I'm sure you hear him across the Vision Australia radio network. David Woodbridge, of course, is the IT advisor, commercial services for Vision Australia. We call him hashtag Mr. Technology. How are you, David? I'm absolutely excellent as usual. Can I call you hashtag Mr. Technology now with Elon taking over? I mean, he might have a patent on that, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll go to our lawyers till it's different. <laughs> That's right. I, uh, David, you're at the cutting edge of technology, but you've discovered something that well, maybe it's a bit more, I don't know, traditional? Is that a better word? Yeah, look, I, I, I think it is a bit more traditional because I got approached by this company September last year to have a look at this particular watch. And when I say watch, I, I feel like putting the word watch in quotation marks because this thing is really a timepiece. And what we're talking about is the E1, as in E-O-N-E, E1 Bradley timepiece. And for people that may have heard about in the past, because it has been around for over a decade, in its basic form, you can refer it as a tactile watch, which it's almost like these people that say, you know, I've, I've finally come to the light. I've, I've, I've seen the light because for me, like I sort of, you know, poo-hooed it a little bit and thought, oh, yeah, tactile watch, boring, who cares? But when I got this in my hand um, last year, I just thought... This thing is one of those things that once you've got it in your hand, you just think, wow, this is modern, well-designed, classical timepiece. It's a fashion statement. It looks really cool. It feels cool in your hand. And I just thought sometimes, you know, it's one of those things, unless you, I guess as a blind, as a blind person myself, unless you touch something and really investigate something, it's a lot different from just hearing about it because you just think, oh, yeah, I will. But when you have this thing in your hand, you think, oh, where has this thing been all my life? Okay. <laughs> Love at first touch. David, is it easy to tell time with? I mean, it's a serious question. It is. So what you've got, let me just explain how the watch works. So you've got a traditional clock face So and you've got these very bold markers at 12, 6, Nine. I've just missed that one, haven't I? Let's try it again. Markers at 12, 3, 6, and 9. And then you've got sort of shorter markers at, you know, 1, 2, 4, 5, and so on. And then running around the interface of the watch, so inside those tactile markers, you've got a little round ball bearing that's in a little groove. And, of course, wherever that ball bearing ends up is where the time is for the actual minutes. And then on the outside of the watch, around the around the rim on the outside of the watch, you've got another little groove with another little ball bearing, and that gives you the hours. So you literally line up the ball bearing on the watch face, the top, or the one on the outside for the hours and minutes. And the ball bearing sort of sticks out a nice little bit. So when it sticks out of the groove on the top face, it equals the height of the tactile marker. So you can very quickly... You know, take your finger across from the little ball bearing straight to the little groove. Uh, and the outside one's also very easy to find. So it sounds a bit weird and a bit awkward until you get your hands on it. But once you've got that under control, it works very nicely. And the other thing, really cool thing about it, which my grandson loves, and he's 14 months old, is mm. you can push the little ball bearings around the little groove so you can push them out of alignment and then you just shake the watch 
and then it puts the the buildable bearings back to the right time. So it's almost okay. like a fidget thing. It's almost like a little fidget thing. Wow. So, and every time I wear this in public, you know, I go out to go out to lunch and blah blah blah. People say, "Where'd you get that watch from?" And Rather than saying, you know, oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a timepiece for, for blind and low vision people, I just say, well, look, it's a universal timepiece. It's like a very classical design. It's a tactile watch. Yes, I can feel it, but it looks really cool. The bearings look cool. Because it's titanium, it's sort of, you know, that has got that very titanium, modern, shiny look to it. And you can get them with a mesh band, um, a sort of a nylon band and a leather band. And we're selling all those different types of bands at Vision Australia. And we've also got a, a 36 millimeter version and then a 40 millimeter version. So, mm. you know, it's not a tiny watch face. It's quite bold. But when I spoke to a lady overseas um, last year about it, she just said, it's really great that you know, I can dress up sort of business casual or I can dress up to be a lot smarter or more casual depending on what bands I put on with it. And it's nice that as blind and low vision people, mm. we have a fashion choice. So it's no longer a here, have a tactile functional watch. It's here, have a tactile functional modern designed timepiece. And what they've got in the box in Braille, which very impressed me because of the word Braille on it, it's had designed for you, designed for everyone. Mm. And the other thing is, goodness help us, is it had a little pamphlet inside the box in Braille, which told the story of the soldier Bradley Snyder, who lost his sight as a bomb disposal expert in Afghanistan. And uh, mm. he was the one that originally designed the watch. But like I just say to people, it's just a... It's one of those things, and yes, I know as an Apple person, of course, I've got an Apple Watch. So what normally happens nowadays is that I wear my my timepiece, my Bradley timepiece on my left wrist, and my Apple Watch is now has been relegated, relegated to my other wrist. <laughs> okay. Don't tell Mr. Apple. Uh, David, the conventional Braille watches of the past have a lid that you flip up to feel. This doesn't mm. have a lid, is that right? Nope, nope. So as soon as you put your hand up, you put your hand on your wrist, you can directly put your hand over these very bold markers. So to me, it sort of feels like you're touching, and I don't know if people have come across you, you know, your old-fashioned grandfather clock where you could take open up the little glass window at the front and you could feel those very bold tactile numbers mm. around the clock face. Well, this is almost like that, but rather than being numbers, of course, you've got these very bold that stand out sort of very, very classically tactile markers and they're just strokes. So the 12 ones isn't an upside down triangle with the bottom of the triangle touching that little ball bearing around the clock face in the middle, the watch face. And then, like I said, the big strokes at 12, 3, 6 and 9, the little ones at um, the other little points, so 1, 2 and so on. But as soon as you put your hand on it, I don't know if it's because it just stands out so well or it's very tactile, but it's just one of those things that every time we touch it, you think, oh, this is so cool. I just, mm. it, every time my, I'm wearing it, my wife has to reach over and actually play with the ball bearings on, on the watch <laughs> face because she goes, could I just push these around because I love it? And of course, like I said, my grandson loves it, but it's just because it doesn't have a, you know, it doesn't have a clock, uh, sorry, not a clock face, because it doesn't have your, you know, traditional pop-up 
glass top over the watch mm. face. It doesn't have your hands that I always used to be worried about my original bra watches back in the past and tactile watches now that you're always frightened of breaking the hands. Yeah, of course. Because they're so sensitive. Um, or, 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 or a friend might say, can I have a bit of a go? And then they'd break it. Oh, I know. And they're so heavy-handed. Yeah. Whereas this thing, you, you're you literally dealing with something that's made of titanium. And Mr. Smart Ratbag, Stephen Jolly on Talking Tech, <laughs> he didn't say it on the program, but when we, when we recorded Talking Tech, as we go to where when I'm talking to you now, he said... What happens if you're eating a toasted cheese sandwich and the cheese melts onto the actual watch? And it's like, well, like anything else, you'd probably just clean it off. I mean, yes, it might. Sorry. That's Stephen Jolly ringing you now. And yeah, it might have been. It's like, oh, you don't mention that. <laughs> Sorry, David, how does it keep the time then? If, it's, if, if your wife or your grandson can push it out of time, how does it get back to the right time? Yeah, because you just shake your, you just shake your wrist, wrist to put it back. Yeah, but how so does it see, know what the time is? So the watch mechanism knows what the – I mean, it's always at the right time. So let's say, for example, if arguments, it's it's 2 o'clock, yep. for example. Now, so that would mean the, the ball bearing on, on the watch face is 12 yep. and the one at the sides at, um, you know, the 2 o'clock position. Mm-hmm. Now, if I push either ball bearing out of alignment – and then I think, oh, well, I'll just go back and check what the time is. If it looks a bit weird, like I've, I've pushed them around to, I don't know, nine o'clock or something, as soon as I shake my wrist, it goes back to the right time that the watch is keeping because the watch itself is based on a quartz mechanism. So it, it automatically goes to, back to whatever the, the right time is. Oh, okay. So the quartz so mechanism is what the, keeps the t- right time. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so it, it so it's not like you, you know, you've sort of pulled the digital crown out or the digital crown. I'm talking about the Apple Watch now. It's mm. not like you pulled the winder out and sort of mm. wound the Adjusted. hands around and it just leaves it there. Mm. No, this one. I mean, yes, you can. That's how you can set the the time. You pull the little winder out on the side like the normal traditional watch and set the time that way and then push it back in again. But no, every time you move the ball bearings around and you shake your wrist, it always resets itself wow. back to the, the right time because that's what the mechanism set to. So you've got a couple of models that are in at the moment? We do. We have a, the rose gold one, which is the, the 36 millimeter one. And then the other ones, which are basically silver, and then you can choose your own band. So you can do a, a mesh band uh, a leather band and a nylon band. And we decided for the moment to mainly focus on getting in the Bradley classic timepiece. So I know E1 overseas do sell different styles of the watch, but the Bradley watch itself is such a classical design because somebody once described it as, if you can imagine a chocolate biscuit, so you've got the, the top and the bottom of the biscuits, and then in the middle, you've got the nice cream in the middle. So if you can imagine the, the hour one ball bearing going outside around the, the crack where you've got your nice creamy inner filling for your chocolate picky, and then the top of the watch is where you'd have the markers, the top of the biscuits, have them where you have the markers and the ball bearing. And uh, that's what everybody says it's like. It's like two chocolate biscuits with a bit of filling in the middle. So it doesn't quite feel like that, but it actually works really nicely. What about the price, David? Price is $395 Australian, which mm-hmm. when I've mentioned it to people in public, what I mean by that is sort of, you know, people with vision. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, those people out there. Yeah, those people out there, those, <laughs> those, those, those public cider rapids, um, <laughs> they say, $395, I would buy that for a watch. Okay. Because sometimes we go, oh, you know, it's a, you know, if it's really aimed at blind people and we, we know it's universal and blah, 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 but it's a bit pricey, this thing really does feel like it's worth $395. Mm. So it's not, you know, it's not plastic, it's not horrible, it doesn't look bad. So, yeah, so every time I've mentioned the price, people go, wow. So I've already had a few people say, gee, that'd be really cool if I bought one of those things for my dad for his, you know, for his 60th birthday. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody's having an anniversary at work. Wouldn't it be cool to buy them one of those? Because nobody else would have one of those in Australia. So, yeah. So up until now, anyway. Well, well that's right. <laughs> up, up until now. So it's one of those things that it's re- it's really cool. And look, yes, another rat bag said to me, you know, well, it's got nothing to do with technology as such, which, I mean, it really is technology inside it. But, you know, it doesn't look like technology. Mm. And, you know, why is David Woodbridge interested in it? It's because it's so cool. It just feels so good when you touch it. So I'm, I'm quite happy to embrace it as a non-quote Apple device. And yeah, like I said, I, I, I just wear mine all the time now. David, good to catch up now. People can find out more by going to the uh, shop at Vision Australia. They can get the details there if they would like to use the phone, one 800 David, keep up the great work. To you and Stephen Jolly on Talking Tech, keep up the great work that you do there. If people want to find out more, one 800 or shop org. David, take care. We'll speak again soon. Thank you. We will indeed. David Woodbridge there, who's the IT Advisor for Commercial Services at Vision Australia. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Visit varadio.org for more. Vision Australia Radio. Blindness. Low vision. Opportunity.